How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord of hosts! My soul longs, yes, faints, for the courts of the Lord. My heart and flesh sing for joy to the living God. Psalm 84, verses 1 and 2. Uh, how lovely is your dwelling place. And, and in the current way of thinking, a lot of people think that uh, the dwelling place is here on earth. Uh, they think that, you know, the earth with all of its magnificence and beauty and etc., etc., uh, is uh, where, where it, all holiness comes from. And it's funny, uh, I'm going to read a little bit from Hebrews 8, uh, because Paul uses, or the writer of Hebrews uses a, uh, a word here. They serve as a copy and shadow of heavenly things. Um, uh, then he goes on. For when Moses was about to erect the tent, he was instructed by God saying, see that you make everything according to the pattern that was shown you on the mountain. Uh, I love, I, I really actually relate to this idea of they serve as a copy and shadow of heavenly things. Yeah, if we put it in the context of this psalm, Psalm 84 has a, uh, intro introductory title which says a psalm of the sons of Korah and the sons of Korah were worship leaders in the temple and um, there's a sense in this psalm that for whatever reason the worship leader hasn't been able to get back to the temple for some time um, and so the idea of the dwelling place of God for him actually was a place on earth it was Zion, it was the holy hill of God and the drawing back there. And we know through the development of theology in the uh, Old Testament uh, scriptures is that um, God's dwelling place was not just to sit in one place, but it was movable. And eventually uh, the people of God are called the dwelling place. Uh, one of Paul's passages where he talks about us being filled with the Holy Spirit, a temple of the Holy Spirit, uh, it's in the plural. It's we collectively as the people of God, which makes the temple a moving place. And Peter likes this language, which connects all of scripture. He says that uh, we are uh, living stones that have been drawn together. And in that declaration, he makes reference back to Exodus 19 and then forward into uh, Revelation uh, 5, where it talks about us being a gathering of the people of God. And so wherever God's presence is, um, that's his dwelling place. And there's this longing for us to be in the presence of God. Yeah. And just to support that, I, I brought this up the other day in, in, uh, first Corinthians, uh, uh, Paul says, don't you know that, um, your body is the, basically the temple of the Holy spirit, uh, which just confirms what you're saying. Um, uh, uh, in terms of that, I, I, I find your description to be incredibly helpful uh, in understanding uh, this dynamic of holy places and the presence of God and the presence of the Holy Spirit and the, and the ministry purpose of Jesus Christ to tie these things together. Um, they sometimes seem like disparate stories, but you have articulated here how it all ties together, how when you're reading the first letter of Peter, you're also kind of reflecting things that have been said in Exodus. 
So I think that that is uh, very helpful to know that because that is actually, I think, the way we as we come to know the Bible better, we see the connectedness of all things and the including the copy and the shadow of heavenly things. Amen.